Hello and welcome back fellow indie gamiacs. This is episode number 14 and we're going to be featuring the development company Degoma and their game possibly has the best name ever invented for a game. Are you ready? The game is called Reggie, his cousin, two scientists and most likely the end of the world. Now if that doesn't want to make you listen to the podcast I've got no idea what will. So we're going to be talking to two developers from the company uh, this time. We're going to be talking to Frank and Mick. And this is a game with really quite a unique mechanic, which I think you're going to really enjoy. It does sound quite fun. As usual, all the links and contact information for Degoma will be in the show notes of this episode. So please head over there, check them out and um, enjoy the episode. I'll see you on the other side. Right, okay, let's uh, just get started then. So, welcome to the show. Um, it's Thank very you. good to have you on here. Um, this is going to be a slightly different show because I haven't played the game at all and I hardly know anything about the game whatsoever. So, this is going to be a discovery session for me more than anything. So, hopefully, uh, everyone listening can uh, get the same answers that I'm, I'm after, really. Uh, so, it's uh, Frank and Mick I have with us this week. So welcome to the show and hello. Hello, uh, and thanks for thanks a lot for inviting us. Uh, we're really glad to be here. I, I will introduce myself. Um, we are um, we are the Goma, an indie studio uh, founded by two siblings. Um, I'm one of them. The other is not here today. So my name is Frank, and I am also the game designer and art director and musician for our game. Um, okay, yep, and you have uh, Mick with you today. So, um, why don't you introduce, introduce yourself, Mick? Yes, I'm uh, Mick, and I, uh, I've been working at Tacoma for uh, some time now. But uh, first, I uh, started as uh, as an intern at Tacoma because I'm still studying. Uh, so th this was my internship at Tacoma. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, they, they really liked it. Uh, that I worked uh, for them. So now, now I'm an employee as a game developer, uh, or uh, uh, specifically I'm I'm the gameplay programmer. So I program uh, gameplay. Uh, so I can do a little bit of game design, but also code the game design, something like that. Oh, okay. So he's our, he's our, um, our first official employee. That's actually really cool. So you are, you're an indie studio. And so how many people at the company um, in total? The company officially would be now um, three people, which is two founders, two siblings, and one of them. And then we have an employee. And the rest are uh, freelancers. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we'll, well, as we go down the questions, we actually get to, we'll get to the point where we ask uh, who does what in the company. So we'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, so let's just let's start with start with the game. So you've introduced yourself. Let's start with the game. So what is the game called, and um, what's it all about? Okay, the game is called Reggie, his cousin, to scientist, and most likely the end of the world. <laughs> short for short, Reggie. Yes, <laughs> and but there is a specific reason for this very long name. It's a game that has actually a very complicated and hilarating uh, plot about sci-fi. So that's what we want to communicate. <laughs> so let me get, let's see if I've got this right. So the, the full game title is Reggie, his cousin, two scientists, and most likely the end of the world. Indeed. Wow. 
that's fantastic. It sounds like a cartoon already. Oh, that is very nice because we would really want the game to have a cartoon feeling, like if you were actually playing like a, a TV show or something. Oh, well, that's perfect then, because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Um, okay, so um, what, what kind of game is it? What is it, a uh, platformer or what have we got here? The gameplay, it's, uh, it's a 2D platformer and you play as a little tomato guy, a little red guy who can fly, uh, who can jump and who can switch gravity in the air. So um, it's, it's a side-scroller platformer, uh, but you can uh, switch gravity. Uh, and that's the whole uh, main mechanic uh, where it all evolves around uh, when we make levels and make our worlds uh, in the game. Wow. Yes, um, the, um, <laughs> have been, you know, uh, gravity-based games like Mario Galaxy or VVVV. So now the um, new thing that we have in here is that you have uh, total freedom in order to change gravity. You can not only change up or down, but you can also change when you are on the um, oh, how do you say? On in the middle of the air, you can change as many times as you want. So you can do some sort of uh, oscillating movement, as you see on the trailer. So you get a lot of freedom. And we, what we want to achieve with this is take the basis of a very classic platformer. Um, just get to the end of the level, get lives, coins, and collectibles in the way, but to take it to the last uh, possible consequences to make it like platformer on steroids <laughs> okay so okay well i've got loads of questions here already from that so one how does how does the the idea of the gravity changing how does that fit into is that part of the storyline is, is that why that's come about or how did you come up with the idea about the gravity um the gravity idea came from um taking a look, a look at different games that were games that were back then which were based on gravity the gravity test was still very limited. Some of the, them were like running mobile games where you change from the ceiling to the floor. But as a part of um, an end school project, uh, where was the gameplay, we decided to go far beyond to make it a, a natural platformer where you can move not only not only automatic running and also change gravity like as much as you can. Like take the game if. If necessary, you can change uh, in the middle of the air and do several kind of kinds of higgings. Yeah, that was the idea to make the gravity switching as free as possible. Okay, so you, so you, you saw the gravity being used in other games and and thought there was more you could do with it. So you thought you'd uh, see if you could fit it into your game. Is that the general idea? Exactly. Yes. Okay. And where? What about the? In fact, you know what? I have. I was playing the video the the trailer of this game to uh just to watch it myself and my 11 year old nephew uh daniel straight away asked me he said wow that looks cool and the second question was where did they come up with the idea of having a little tomato guy running through the platform where, where did you come up with the whole idea of the game was it a uh, an idea you had you know always or did you just suddenly bring it out of nowhere it's interesting because we get this question a lot, like, why is he a tomato? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, um, Reggie is not necessarily a tomato. Okay, this is, um, there is no magic in here. It's not like objects can come to life. This is science fiction. So actually in the very, very far future, um, 
something has happened. Like maybe it has been uh, transgenics or maybe it has been evolution, but we got creature, a living creature and breathing creature that looks like this. And we, we've got other kinds of creatures that look like, like animals or like any other thing, but you know, it's not necessarily a tomato. And the idea actually comes from, I was, when I was a little kid, I was very much into those kinds of mascot platformers from the 90s, and I was obsessed with creating my own. And was like, what can it be? I, like, everything has been done, like a plumber, a dinosaur, or animals. Of, yeah, a tomato. Back then it was tomato. Came to me, and I made a little drawing and a sprite sheet of him. And that idea was always, uh, even though it was, this was like 25 years ago, the, the idea stayed in there, and eventually, I gave him a name and um, music theme. So when um, the idea of the gravity came, um, I really thought about bringing back this tomato character because it was round, uh, which makes the gravity switching um, much better. If it's a tall character and you are switching him, Mm -hmm. It doesn't look the same from every perspective. Sometimes it's like very wide, sometimes it gets shorter, but if it's round, it will always be the same size, no matter if it's looking up, down, or in the middle of a gravity switch or anything like that. That's a good point. And I suppose the, the other good the other good thing you've got here is that he's a bright red character. So he's very recognizable straight away. Oh yeah, of course. Like uh, we have been also been um, working a lot on the design of the character, trying to um, make his uh, likable features even better. Like you know, it's yeah. very different from the original tomato that I did several years ago, but it's different from the Reggie that it was when we actually started the development of the game. Okay. Yeah. So I think we came up with something that we really like, and people also really like. Yeah, I think you've got again instantly. You look at it, and it's a it's a friendly, sort of warm faced character. So you're already liking it just from the looking at the picture straight away. Thanks. That's nice to know. <laughs> That's very good. Okay, and so how long have you been developing the game? Uh, the development started five years ago. It's quite a wow. bit. We started time. yes. We started just being two people, two siblings working on their so that we really, really wanted to go forward with this. So I started working full time and um, we started trying to grow, to make it better, to make it fulfill all its potential, you know. But mm. you know, being amateurs, uh, we had to learn a lot in the way, not only about making the game uh, and raising the quality, but actually uh, also about how to handle a company. Of course, and, and I think that's a big thing that sort of indie developers are, are kind of surprised by and struggle with slightly you know because you you're not just you're not just developing the game anymore you are looking after the accounts you are uh, employing people if if necessary you know you are suddenly a marketer you are you've got to get a website up you've suddenly you've given yourself 50 jobs and all you want to do is make a game Absolutely. Yeah. Then in the end, the, the list, list of the time is when you are doing the game. Most of the time you are doing other things. And the, the one that is the most important, most the hardest and the most time consuming is normally the, the marketing. <laughs> and again, that is a, that's becoming the catchphrase of the podcast. Marketing is just hell for most people. Absolutely. Because... Um, People working on games, we know to do how to do a lot of things. We know about the gameplay, we know um, about art, we know 
everything, but we have uh, we come from a totally different branch than the marketing people that are always about communication, technology, and other kind of things. Of course, I mean it's like if you asked a marketer to suddenly, okay, you need to uh, design a level now, they wouldn't have a clue. Why would they? And it's the same for you guys going the other way. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, what engine is this built in? The game is built in Unity. Unity, okay, another tick for Unity. All right. And was there a reason you chose Unity, or was it just familiarity? We actually chose Unity because we have been working with Unity before the idea of the game came out. We're experimenting with it, and we liked it. Yeah, okay. Well, it does seem very popular, to be honest. Unity. Uh, yeah, at the great. moment, it, it was what we had. It was um, uh, just Unreal or Unity, and Unity seemed like a better fit for us. Okay. All right. Um, and so... Did you want to go into the, the story of the game a bit more and tell us about, because this seems like a crazy, like humorous world. You, you've actually built a whole world for the game to fit in, haven't you, by the looks of it? Yes, of course. There is a very complicated story. And um, it's not just like you get a cutscene at the beginning and then at the end. In this case, you get an entirely animated cutscene after every level. Sometimes two of them, but wow. because we have a lot of a story to tell and a lot of a world to build. Okay. It's basically the story starts with um, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> uh, it starts with uh, Reggie. <laughs> yes, Reggie is a regular person from the 16,000th century, but at some point, um, and a friend of him happens to be a scientist start realizing that um, science is disappearing from their time. They get to the conclusion that um, something has altered the past, and um, Isaac Newton's tree never came to exist. So he never invented his gravity theories, and um, science could, could not develop. So they have to know the cause. So the first thing they have to do is travel back to the past, and get to Newton's tree, and since Reggie is not a tomato, not an apple, but he does look like an apple, he has to impersonate the apple and fall in his head to make him discover <laughs> the laws of gravitation. <laughs> Love it. But the thing goes wrong. Um, this is all that happens uh, until you, you beat the first level of the game. The thing goes wrong when you reach uh, Newton, uh, something has altered the timeline even more than was expected. Um, he's not called Newton anymore. He's called Vinegar, and he's even more grumpy and more weird of a guy. And um, a black hole appears, appears that starts so swallowing the past. So the past has disappeared from the 12th century to the 16th, which is where Newton lives. And now it's starting to, no, 17, where Newton lives. It's starting to swallow 17th century. So they have to rescue Newton and take him with them. And that's where the story actually starts. Then it's all about, yeah, travel back in time, travel forward in time, parallel dimensions, and the black holes, and a lot of things happen, a lot of surprises, and a lot of humor. It's like, yeah, like back to the future, but on steroids. So, so now we have we have a gravity-based game to solve puzzles, and you also have time travel. Uh, yeah, time travel, um, <laughs> first of all, is not actually a puzzle game. It's an action game. We, we actually use the gravity to overcome 
action dangers, but there is no poison in the game. And okay. travel is more of a part of the story, part of, uh, of, of the gameplay. But yeah, um, they come to, uh, together um, in the in Newton. Like you play with gravity, but you also have to help him to invent the laws, the, to discover the laws of the gravity. Wow. That is, you have gone all out there, haven't you? I mean, you've covered everything. <laughs> um, okay, wow, that sounds that sounds amazing. It, it looks again, it looks very funny, and it looks very rich and and just beautifully made. It looks fantastic. Thank you. But I, I have to address, however, that um, we really plan to do a pretty big graphical overhaul. So at the moment, everything's looking kind of cool, but holder we want to make it even look look even better both the oh cutscenes and the gameplay <laughs> wow <laughs> okay wow i'm looking forward to that because again for me it looks fantastic already i, I mean so i can't wait to see the overhaul that's that's amazing okay so you said so you said it's 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 you three guys uh doing all the development at the minute um yes. you also said there's some there's some freelancers as well um so what what have you got people in like that have you got an artist who's done all the artwork and the character creation? Okay, let's see. So, yes, we are two founders and one employee. Yep. Um, and then we also have, I also have to mention, a special mention to Nelo, who is our uh, lead animator. He does all, all the rough animations uh, for the cutscenes in a traditional hand-drawn animation style, which then other people then cleans up and um, pines and shadows. Okay. It's really uh, a very, very, very important part of the job. And then we also have um, we also have a few artists to help with the backgrounds and the, with the yeah. art of the game in general. And um, and what about music? I do the music. I'm a composer myself. Oh, so you do all the music? Yes. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Okay. So is there, you've got a little. Uh... A nice little tight group there, then. Oh, so, so yeah, I have to mention the artist. Um, the artists that we have, um, um, which are not always the same people, because they are freelancers. Sometimes one is busy, so we have to work with another one. And also the voice actors that provide voices for Reggie and for, for Newton slash Vinegar, which are also doing a very amazing job. So it's all fully voice acted and everything. That's amazing. Yeah. What have you found to be the hardest part so far? What have, what have you uh, have you been stuck on anything in particular? The hardest part of development are again the graphics. Like um, when you work with that many people, they always have very different styles, and to work to work as an art director and try to match everything together. Uh, to tell them what is wrong with this image, what is wood, and what you have to change is the hardest part. And there are the first level of the game. I have revamped it like four or five times perfectly. <laughs> yeah, we really hope that this big revamp that we are going to do is going to be the last and definitive one. <laughs> yeah, you always say that. All developers say that. Don't give me that. You're always touching it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> we, we hope we hope it's the last one yeah <laughs> I'll, i won't hold you to that because uh i know what you guys are like um okay all right so let's uh carry on down the list to where we've gone to so we've done surprise and troubles 
no, no. Uh, the one about surprise and troubles is like the the big question one. So. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of surprises and troubles we get uh, during development. <laughs> so it's a very good uh, question. We thought, yeah. This is like the, the main course. I, I didn't realize that you were asking, specifically asking about this. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I said I'm just sort of we've we've kind of floated around anyway, so I'm just sort of going where we're going. But yeah, no, if you've got, go for it. Troubles and surprises. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, this game was supposed to be a game done in one year by two people. So you can imagine that realizing how much it takes to make it actually to be good. And to have quality, uh, I mean, we have uh, um, multiplied the amount of people by five, and the amount of years by five as well. It's taking <laughs> five more. Everything is multiplied by five. So yeah, we never expected to be working on this game still. And um, the other thing that uh, surprised us is um, the target audience, because you know this was a game we had in mind that this is a very Nintendo game, so it's for yeah, young um, kids, for young adults, maybe for uh, retro console players, and mostly for Nintendo. And um, yeah, or we are going to target uh, Europe and uh, America, and then we will see. But as we get uh, expanding our network and we grow a bit more, we realize that uh, there is a lot of people that we didn't think about. Like, for example, in PlayStation, they are very interested for the game and this kind of casual players that yeah are, mm, about you know fifa and uh, call of duty they are very interested in reggie surprisingly oh. so girls which yeah we didn't have but there is every time there is more and more gaming girls which is awesome and they are very interested in the game because well, we have this cute character and everything is very like animation and also about the countries, we realized that we got a lot of attention in Brazil and in Australia and in Asia as well. Both uh, China, Japan and Korea have a lot of, of interest in the game. <laughs> so you're basically targeting Earth. Yes. That is, um, that is your audience. Yeah. <laughs> we target everyone. Well, of course. But the thing is, it's got, it has got global appeal because, you know, the, the character everybody's going to love the character you know again i know for an audio podcast it's not very good to describe the character but go and check out the screenshots in the video because the character he just instantly you like the character so it doesn't matter where you're from you're going to like the character and and it's a platformer so who doesn't like a platformer you don't have to be a you know a, it's not don't have to be an fps sort of nut to not enjoy a platformer everybody likes everybody likes platform game surely Absolutely agree, agree with that. I have to agree though that there is many people that says, yeah, there are many platformers, platformers don't share anymore, they are old-fashioned, but we don't believe in that. I mean, the platformer is always going to be like the very basis of modern gaming, and so there is always place for one more. Of course. I, you can't say, so again, and every game is different, and no game has got, you know, everything that you've put into the game, you know, with the gravity and the, the, the sort of time traveling aspect, and uh, the humor that it looks to have, and so you know, this this is your game. It's unique. So, yeah, what, why not? It's absolutely great. Thank you. Um, so, I did have a question about. Um, it's completely. It's gone from my mind. My question has disappeared from my brain. Um, oh, so the, the way you're describing this is this. Uh, 
you said you sort of you've built a, a world and a whole story and a universe for him to live in for reggie yes do you plan on this being a single release or have you got future games you know around this world sort of in your mind we would absolutely want to reggie to become a franchise we do indeed have an idea how to say would not say a very good idea because that would, would be i mean I think it's very good, but you cannot see the idea yet. But we really want. There is an idea for a second ready game that we really, really, really want to do once this one is created. Yeah. Okay. I thought so because the way you've done it, it does seem like you know there's there's scope here for a whole range of games. You know, getting into all sorts of trouble and discovering stuff, and and if you've built that into your idea straight away. Then it's going to make it much easier in the future if you do want to, you know, go off in different directions with him. Yeah, and and the second thing is also that uh, when you now uh, stop after this first game, uh, you have like a lot of content and the whole uh, that whole world shaping you did, uh, and you throw it away uh, a little bit. And uh, yeah, that's that's just. Uh, I think that that's wasted uh, potential also for future uh, games. So uh, we never know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, how many how many hours do you think are in the game? To if I was going to sit down and play this, start to end. Um, we've made a calculation that it would be a, around uh, fifteen hours for a medium good skilled player in platformer games. Uh, yeah, just if you beat the levels, it's uh, 35 levels. And then yeah. if you go for all the collectibles and um, watch all the cuttings, yeah, you get to 15 hours perfectly. Okay, that's a, that's a decent size. It's very good. Um, and is there, is, are there going to be high scores or achievements? Or what's the, what's the main, you know, um, uh, not, the, um, not the main ball, but I mean, like, you know, because it tends to go one way, high scores or achievements tends to be the way. It's a um, mechanic. It's almost like a separate game mode, but you actually trigger it inside the actual game, which is a thought for speedrunners. So in, if you are able to beat a level without touching the floor, like you recharge your power, your power just bouncing on the enemies, <laughs> um, you will eventually get more power. You will become invincible, invincible and faster, and you will have unlimited gravity switches. Like, oh my god! That would make for a great speed uh, running mechanic. Where if you really, really know how the levels work, where every enemy is going to be, you can actually make a very fun and spectacular speed run. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, it's, uh, that's about. Um, Time trials is the most important uh, secondary content. Okay, so there is replayability. I mean, so you can complete this game and then say, right, I'm going to try and complete the levels Absolutely. without touching the floor. <laughs> Absolutely. And then there is um, the collectibles that you can get in order to unlock uh, extra levels and other things. Okay, that's, that's very cool. That sounds awesome. And again, it's great that you've thought about that as well because... Yeah, there, there are a huge amount of people that do love speedruns and achievements, and that's very good. You seem to have thought of everything. Oh, um, yes. Um, yeah, we thought about the speedrunning, just um, precisely watching our speedrunners and watching about this uh, 
videos about the story of speedrunning and how people effort to break the barriers of the games and then we thought it would be really cool if people is doing this with Reggie and also as you will see we are even though we are a very small team we are trying as hard as we can to provide pretty much the same amount of content that a former done by by a triple a studio has well i had to check that do you know what when i was looking into the game briefly very briefly um i had to check to see if you were actually uh an indie team because i was thinking this looks huge you know the, the the production level looks massive so i was thinking this has to be a bigger studio surely well that, that's a that's a very a very very nice nice compliment yeah. exactly yeah. i was suspicious <laughs> <laughs> But, um, we are not that big yet. Um, yeah, we, we are mostly just um, brute force, like a lot of hours of working. Like uh, at this moment, maybe I can have like one, one day free a month or something like that. <laughs> but that is where the secret is. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, putting the effort in and work, that's what it takes, isn't it? I mean, there's no, um, there's no shortcut to indie development, is there? I mean, it is just you can't rely on loads of people to do the work for you. you know, if you don't sit and do it, it's not getting done. Um, okay, so what about... Oh, I like this question. This is one of my favourite questions. Is there one thing that you spent way too long doing on the game? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, first I mentioned the graphics again. <laughs> it's always the problem and the, the thing that I always go back to. But yeah, yeah. apart from that, um, it was the physics. Okay. Like, well, okay. you know, yeah, but this is a serious one. This is a, okay. This is a good one so far. Like, the you know, like just how the character feels, like his speed, his weight, and just uh, to make very precise the, the way that he switches the gravity. Actually, um, four of the five years that the game has been development, just always going back to it, always rebalancing in order to feel better, take the game to events, see how people perform, and then get back to it. They're perfect now. It took very, very long. <laughs> now, don't ruin it. Don't you break it when you start changing the graphics. No, no, absolutely not. The, the physics, we won't touch it again. They are <laughs> done and perfect. Right, okay. You heard that, Mick. Don't let them touch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And so when, when, what is the release date for this game? When are you planning on releasing? 2022. This is as much as I can say now. 2000. Wow. Okay, so you've still got... A lot of time left yet. Yeah, quite a bit. Also, I should mention that at the moment we are producing a side game, a smaller one, in order to help us get a position in the market. It's a VR game. Um, this is not uh, slowing down the development of Reggie. We're working on both at the same time. But yeah, that, that should make, uh, when it's released, the development of Reggie should, should also be easier. Also, uh, because um, being able to think about something different also gives you like more um, opens your mind a little bit. Because doing the same game for five years, then you get a little stuck sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, okay, so and which platforms are you releasing on? We will be releasing on Nintendo um, Switch, uh, Xbox uh, One, and PlayStation Four. Um, Probably for PC, but we don't know which platforms. No, no, you have to do PC. You have to. 
please. Mm, okay, <laughs> we will take into the into account. And then, yeah, we we want to target um, PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X. Mm, but I cannot confirm any official thing yet. And I, I, I told you that, yes, we are talking to them. They are listening, but I cannot confirm. All right. And when do you official. expect when do you expect testing to start? Uh, alpha or a, or a beta or how far away do you think that is? Mm, normally take the game to to game events so people try it. And, but um, to actually release a beta that you can download, that would take quite a while because everything that we show on that beta, we want it to be perfect. <laughs> of course you do. So, yeah, like hopefully next year, but still cannot confirm. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, I mean, you've already spent five years, so um, it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's hard to say when things are going to happen. Yeah, after five years, just a couple of years more seems like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just another two years. What's, what's two years now? <laughs> Um, okay, so where is the best place to find out about the game? We've got um, a site for our company, which is thegoma.games. Okay. And um, what about social channels? Where are you most active? Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, we got all of them. We've got uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay. We've and... also got the page of the game, which is uh, reggiegame.com. Reggiegame.com. Yeah, that's where I am right now. Fantastic. So I do highly recommend that you go and I know you've still got a a graphics overhaul to do, but it's definitely worth checking out just to see the mechanics because you can see all the gravity mechanics in action. It just looks it looks it looks like a fast paced, fun platformer. I mean, yeah, say no more. It looks fantastic. Great, thank you. Um, now, is there anything about the game that you want to cover that we sort of haven't gone into? Is there an aspect you, that we uh, we haven't really delved into um not really we have talked a lot about development gameplay history and the team so i think it's everything is very complete do do you think mick there is something else yeah we uh, we covered uh, a lot of the stuff Uh, yeah i can say something about it Uh, when i um, began uh, working uh, or doing the internship uh, at goma and uh, now i work there I, I really, uh, it's really in, in uh, it's really like our dream project, and I really love uh, how it all comes together. But yeah, we're, yeah, slowly moving uh, together to the end. Uh, oh, I, I'm thinking about uh, the point I wanted to make, but uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I was uh, looking through the questions, and I uh, can't find anything more to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we still if we still have time, um, you have something note down about level about the game design itself. I think we didn't talk that much about that. Okay. Oh yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, about the game design. What's interesting is uh, we have like the gravity switching, but uh, in Mario, for uh, for example, you uh, walk from left to right and you can jump. Uh, uh, yeah, you can jump. Uh, uh, to uh, uh, not move into the gaps in the ground uh, and uh, to not die. But in Reggie, you can actually uh, gravity switch freely in the air and you don't have a limit on that. So it's unli- unlimited uh, gravity switching. So you have that, that uh, ground and ceiling uh, action that you can uh, move on the ceiling too. And um, that way, 
you um yeah we were struggling and we have a challenge uh in making very original levels uh with that gravity switching mechanic uh to make it all uh, come together and to make it play great but uh we have a lot of uh very good uh, levels uh right now and uh yeah we need to look uh, for the level design uh, in combining the characters and uh, all the mechanics of uh, of gravity switching and the obstacles into making a fun but challenging piece. Yeah, that must have been a nightmare because you're basically designing two levels because you're doing it upside down and the correct way up, aren't you? So you can't just, you've got a plan for both ways. I mean, how do you do that? Do you, do you literally just turn the level upside down and then and then just build the level out on the bottom again how, how do you do that how do you plan that <laughs> indeed um yeah you uh you have multiple ways in uh, doing that uh, but uh, one of the ways is that you always have like uh, like a few if you draw a line where uh the player can run in a challenging way through the level but uh, that's that's like the best line he can get and then you yeah, you just place the obstacles in an order that it makes the player flow very, very great, but that it's still very challenging. So the speedrunners can enjoy it if they perform the level uh, very good. But uh, normal players, default players, can also explore, uh, but also challenge themselves in the levels. Okay. It's it's cool. it's a mix between uh, having both the ceiling and the floor, but also having a flow flow in the level. Yeah, that yeah. must have been. I can't imagine how hard that was to do. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. And uh, just to sum it up, to say that the fun thing of the game is that the, the mechanics, the control of the character, is broken. It's what makes it fun that you are actually cheating. And the only way to balance it and that it doesn't feel broken is to always come up with clever obstacles for the level. We even have um, slimes on wheels, you know, that work a very specific way that you not break the game because in a platformer the gravity is always your enemy but not here because here you actually are on the side of the gravity absolutely it's yeah it's part of the level isn't it and that it's a it's a almost a power that you can use so um i did want to so mick your story is quite interesting because for anyone you know for anyone listening who, who wants to get into development you are like the perfect example of how it can happen how did you get into development to the stage where you could apply as an intern and then you know it worked perfectly for you because you suddenly found yourself in a job in a game that you love playing so how did you start off how did that work for you yeah good uh, question uh uh right now now i'm uh, 21 uh, and i'm still uh, studying uh but when i was uh, like 16 i um uh, Started uh, programming in Unity. Uh, until that time, I was always a little bit creative, but also uh, doing very logical things like uh, maths and those kind of things. But uh, I really enjoyed game developing uh, in Unity. And I just started making little prototypes and little uh, player controllers to just uh, experiment with it. And then um, I went to the... Uh, to the School of the Arts, uh, University of the Arts in Utrecht, the Netherlands. Um, that's also the school 
or the university where Flambeer, the indie studio, comes from. Mm-hmm. And um, I start I started uh, studying there when I was uh, 18, and I'm still studying there uh, game development. So I, I went there to study game development because uh, I really enjoyed it, and now it's my passion, but uh, my work, but also still my study. Uh, so uh, it's literally literally uh, everything I enjoy doing, and uh, yeah, uh, how I will get paid as an employee uh, uh, now and uh, eventually uh, in the future when I can work uh, more at the Goma. So, so how did you find yourself? Did you um, was there a, a, an application you applied for? Frank, were you a, were you looking for someone, or how did you two sort of come together? Oh yeah, um... Um, we uh, uh, always um, normally we look for for interns for every season. When interns apply, we always select the best of them, and that is a bit how he came to us. Okay, so then and then obviously he impressed you enough to to give him a job. So that's fantastic. Of course, of course. Yeah, and I saw the game, uh, and uh, yeah, even though it's the the first game of the Goma. Uh, I, it really triggered my. Uh, yeah, I, I really found it in, interesting uh, because they got the video, the trailer, and uh, also a bit of gameplay I saw. And uh, when I saw those things, uh, it got me really interested because I like game design, but, but also game programming. Perfect. That's worked out really well. That's that's good, and that's really nice to hear. You know, you've you've found an intern that loved the game done work for you and you just take it on that's fantastic so give people some hope it's great and uh, I, I think that um if you really really get involved in the development of a game the, the people who makes that game will want to work for you we normally work with people that really likes the game and gets invested in it that's what we want we want uh, love and people to um, project that love in the work they do of course it makes a big difference and 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 for Mick, you're also going to be learning, you know, how to release a game, which is a which is a skill that they probably don't teach anywhere. You know, indeed, to... uh, <laughs> there are a lot of uh, yeah, indeed, there are a lot of skills uh, I get teached uh, uh, during my time at uh, the Goma. Uh, I don't get them teach uh, at my uh, university, uh, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Actually, that you know that that there are skills that you can only learn. By actually, you know, working with a company and being in there doing it day to day. Yeah, the, the, indeed. There, there's like fifty percent uh, of the things uh, you uh, can't teach uh, a student or uh, someone who learns uh, development, game development, when you work at a uh, or when you uh, develop at a uh, game company. Yeah. There's really a huge amount of things you don't think about. Uh, I'm sure um, exactly, and that's why it's so fascinating that you've uh, you've managed to come in like this. So it's, it's it's great. And I do, I would also like to address that there are many things that not a study, but also not a game company can teach you, and only you can teach them yourself. So the fact that uh, um, it's uh, self-taught in many aspects, just as we are, it's also something that is very valuable. I'm sure. Self-taught, self-learning. Did I say it right? Self-taught, self. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, but I mean, the thing is, that's a lot of a lot of indie games are created by people who have 
taught themselves you know um, i don't i mean is there a obviously you've got game design courses you can take i guess but i've no idea how good they are i'm, I'm sure it'd actually be interesting to know how many developers how many games are released by developers that have never had any formal training you know it's yeah, just a case of doing it just a case of doing it isn't it practicing doing it yes it... i can say that i, I never touch about a book about game design myself <laughs> well yeah I, I did but i think it it isn't necessary practice uh is uh it, it's better to do a lot of practice than to uh uh only read a lot, uh read a, yeah read a lot of books uh, definitely it only helps you when you can put that theory into practice yeah okay all right well um is there anything um that people can help you with are you looking for any help or is there anything that people can join in and help out with the game at the moment we are not looking yet but we will start to look soon for a good art director some help us to give the last um last graphic up um price that we want to do okay all right okay um, and then I suppose, as I say, every every episode, it's just people sharing all the videos and GIFs and pictures that you put out and just sharing them with their friends, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. The, the mouth-to-mouth, just spreading the word, that always helps a lot, and we are really thankful for that. Good. And, oh, I'll tell you what, I've got a, I've got a new question that I'm adding on to this. To these, I'm going to start adding this every week. How... Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now, what is your your gif game all about how is your how is your your gif production do you, do you release loads of gifs on twitter and oh the gifs gifs yes oh um actually, it... we have um, started to release gifs very recently you know because yeah marketing is not our thing so <laughs> we have recently learned that gifs actually make a big difference also Huge. Huge difference, and also videos that do autoplay. And yes, yeah. we would like to start releasing gifs and small videos on a regular basis, um, that shows also little, little parts, little sketches of the story. Yeah, hopefully soon. Good. Yeah, because as I've been doing this, I've, I've you know I've been watching the games, and the games that seem to be doing the best are generally the the games that are pretty hot on releasing you know gifts all the time on twitter instagram you know it's just showing the game off because they're really easy to share they're really easy to send and share and you can kind of get an idea of the game without having to watch a trailer because people are people are lazy they don't want to watch trailers all the time absolutely that is uh, very wise what you have said and i subscribe point by point i just wish i would have known this uh, a couple of years ago <laughs> Well, that's like this is that is the point of this podcast because hopefully people can hear these in a couple of years' time, and when they're creating their first game, they can go, ah, you know, that, that sounds like a good idea. We'll do that. So hopefully, someone in the future, absolutely, can hear that. Good, all right, cool. Um, right, well, okay. Well, that is all the questions I have right now. Um, but I would, I would, I would love to talk to you guys again before you just before you release, if that's possible. Oh, absolutely. Whenever we have something new to tell, we will let you know. And whenever 
find something interesting. Uh, if, if we release a beta or something that you will, will like to talk with us about, then Absolutely. feel free to contact us. Oh, I will do. I mean, as soon as your as soon as your uh, playable version is out, I'll be I'll be straight on there and streaming it. That's great. Thank you. And yeah, I've been so enjoyed this interview a lot. Thank you very much. So have I. It's been great. Yes, me too. Um, okay, well, that is everything I have. So uh, thank you so much for joining me and best of luck. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this and I do encourage everybody to go and check the trailer out. I will leave links in the show notes for everybody to go and check the game out, check all the links to you guys, all your socials. Um, it'll all be there. So yeah, thank you very much. Thanks to you. Thank you. And there we go. That wraps up episode number 14 of the podcast. Uh, a huge thank you to Frank and Mick for coming on the show. It was great talking to them. Please check out all the links. They will be uh, listed in the show notes of this episode, wherever you're listening to this. I should probably apologize for the lack of Twitch and YouTube and live streams recently. Um, it's just due to some usual audio problems I'm having. So I'm having some real problems with streaming at the moment. So Apologies if you were looking forward to the next live stream. I'll get it fixed as soon as I can. Um, I'm also in the middle of moving house, so it's probably not a good combination, really. But I'll keep trying to pump out the episodes and keep them coming for you. Please let me know if you have any suggestions for any developers you'd like to hear on the show. Send me a message or whatever you want, uh, and I'll get in touch with them. Uh, for the plugging, here we go. Please head over to uh, the YouTube channel and send me a follow on there if you want to see... Some of the interviews that I do, I do some of them on live stream. So if you want to see some interviews, um, game clips that I play, live streams, all that stuff is over on the YouTube channel. And also Twitch. You can follow me on Twitch. You can follow me everywhere. And of course, as always, if you wish to leave the show a review, that would be wonderful in any platform you like. Just uh, let me know if you leave a review and I will read out the review on the next podcast. So episode 15 on the way. Keep your ears peeled. Take care of yourself. See you later. Bye.